Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 135. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you for tuning in today. I'm joined this morning by Kona, the podcast dog. She's having a little snooze behind my back here, sleeping on the job as usual. And for today's episode, we are joined by a great Toronto band called Mono Whales. I've seen them around the Toronto scene for a few years now, but they really made a splash in 2021 with their debut album, Daytona Bleach. They've just released a brand new single called Control that was released last Friday, February 4th. And a sophomore album will be released later this year. And I had a great chat with the kids from the band. This one was a lot of fun because we got to do it in person. It was recorded actually at the end of last year. It was the first one in a long time that had been recorded out of my kitchen or the bird's nest as Eric Shankman from the Spin Doctors like to call it. And it was one of those episodes that just felt really chill. We had some coffee and just uh, shot the breeze about music and what they're up to and the Toronto scene. And really that's, that's my favorite type of episode. So really looking forward to sharing it with you guys, especially if you haven't heard Mono Whales yet. And it's episodes like this one with budding bands that I started doing the Adamantium Recommend segment to get the band's music into ears, but also so that the listeners have some killer tunes to look forward to. So here are five songs by Mono Whales that I recommend that you could check out before or after the interview. I often like to start with something new, so check out the band's brand new single, Control. And then I have three songs picked from Daytona Bleach. The first song is called All or Nothing. The second song is called Out With The Old, and the third song is called Really Wanna Let You Down. And then going back to their Control Freak EP from 2017, I recommend the song Take It Back. Alright, so that's a great place to start, but also if you're listening to this episode today, chances are you could be a Mono Whales fan already, like myself, and you're looking forward to that second album and some of the tidbits that they have to share about it. And to you guys, I say thank you for tuning in as well. If it is your first time listening to the Adamantium podcast, welcome aboard. We'd obviously love to have you back again sometime, so if you enjoy today's episode, please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. But you can also find us just by searching the Adamantium podcast. And that's all I have to say for now. So let's get you introduced to the kids from Mono Whales. Here is Sally, Jordan, and Zach right here on episode number 135 of the Adamantium podcast. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. If you're eating those wings, don't make like Snoop and drop it like it's hot because then you'll have sauce on your pants. Adam and Kona signing out. Enjoy the episode, everyone. And we'll see you back here again next week. So, here with Mono Whales. That's right. And uh, thank you guys again for joining me. Um, this is the, I was just telling, sorry, which one's Jordan, which one's Zach? Which, oh, Jordan, okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Good. <laughs> I was just telling Jordan before, one of my other guests called this the Bird's Nest. So, this is the first one we've hosted in the Bird's Nest in like mm-hmm. probably like two years. So, so we're so, honored to be we're the, the, first. the first back. First back in the Bird's Nest. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just welcome, call, call welcome yourself? You. Welcome, welcome you to your home. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, lots of like exciting stuff with you guys in the last couple of years and coming up and uh, an interesting time to like kind of blow up, I yeah. imagine. Yeah, weird. It's been super weird. Well, before we start, actually, um, I once saw you guys um, before, yeah, before like, you know, the Edge and stuff started playing a lot and I think I was at a, you were playing with maybe like Jane's party or something like that oh. at the Horseshoe. It was at the Horseshoe. That sounds right. Was it CMW? It might have been. It, like, it might have been. So I had Jane's party on here. So I think I got invited to one of their shows, and you guys were playing as well. And I remember, I remember saying this band is really sick. So oh, I'm not just saying that. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, so anyways, there's a new this out like this interview. I think we're gonna post it next year when the new singles are uh, new singles are out. Cool. Um, but I believe so there's a new album coming out in 2022. Yes. Yeah. Uh, are we allowed to say the name? Is that okay? We haven't announced the name yet. We haven't announced it. And I don't think we will have by then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you think? You're dropping this in what? March? Uh, February. February, yeah. Around the release of, of Control. Yeah. So well. Control, we can obviously talk about because okay. it'll be out yeah. by then. But I got it subliminally in my nails if you can figure Ooh. it out. The name of... Well, the I mean... The name of the okay, album. Okay, so I... I got a link to yeah. something called Tunnel Vision. Oh, okay. Yeah, is that, am I allowed to say yeah. it? Is that okay? Is that cool? I don't feel like... Uh, I'll run it by... I'll run it by... It's not the end Whatever. of the world. Okay. Yeah. If, if I not, wanted you to guess it through the mail. Oh, I know. Oh, then I could have seen it really smart. Where did you Secret code name Operation Tunnel Vision. Yeah. There you go. So, anyways, so I had I had to listen to it already. Nice. And uh, yeah, I, I listened to it twice, and it's it's really good. It, it um, I mean, we're gonna talk about it a little bit more. But the one, the first thing I noticed is that the single "Control" um, that you know when people are hearing this just came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it was quite a bit different from a lot of the other singles that you guys have put out. Like kind of very different vibes. So I was wondering. My first question was, um, what made you lead with this single? It's just our favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, yeah. it was a standout for us that we thought was super awesome. and yeah. We seemed, like it. Yeah, we, we, we like really it a lot. We really like it. Okay. We like yeah. the other ones too, though. But we really, we really like, like it. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. So tell me, like, tell me a little bit, Was did you guys take a different approach to that song as you normally do? Because there is some different kind of even musically uh, rhythms and vibes in that song that, that I noticed anyways. Yeah, it sort of just became its own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, different than the other ones, I feel. Mm-hmm. We sort of just, like, followed it where it wanted to go, and it okay. ended up just being something sort of different and kind of strange. I think that's what got us so excited yeah. about it. It came together quite organically. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my contribution. <laughs> yeah, a lot of what ended up in the final recording was just, like, the demo. We were just, like, stoked on how the demo turned out. Right, okay. And kind of chased that. Amazing. That's pretty cool. I know, like, did you guys have, you know, especially with, you know, the success of quite a lot of the singles from Daytona Beach? Bleach. Uh, Bleach. Bleach. Daytona Bleach. <laughs> Sorry, thank you for correcting me. Oh, um, from Daytona Bleach was, like, did you guys feel any kind of, uh, any, any pressure or anything to kind of live up to that, like, with the radio play that that got or, you know? I mean, we would definitely love for this to also get mm-hmm. radio play. Did, like, did it give you nerves or anything like that? Like, or was... Honestly, personally, not at all. I feel like we just wanted to write music, oh. and we just write, and then... I felt an immense pressure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, of course, I, I would have. Yeah, but I think 
my way of dealing with that personally is it, pretend like there is none and just stop trying to fit that mold and just make music yeah, actually. Use yeah, it yeah. As motivation Not like, oh, how do we make really want to let you down again? Like, right. Yeah, fuck that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no point in trying to copy something. Yeah, yeah. But even just like, you know, what are the, the fans expecting now or anything like that? You... I think they're going to like this a lot more, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they probably like that, but now they're going to be like, oh, this is what I really wanted them to do. Right. And here it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. Um, I really, like, from listening through the album, I thought it was, like, uh, musically um, a lot more, like, a lot more mature. It felt like a full album. Uh combined and uh, a couple of songs that I picked out and I don't know if, if, if you guys have anything that, yeah I, there was there was three songs in specific that I was like wow I really like this one and that was uh, uh, Stuck in the Middle New Threads and Everything I Do is a Mistake sure. yeah those are the ones that stood out to me they just like they kind of seem like a like a really you know maturing band now and, and uh, cool. I really dug them yeah nice yeah yeah, that's uh, those are good choices. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Gl- okay. You can't make a bad choice. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'd say, say anything I say that I like. Yeah. I'm gonna say, but yeah. No, but those are more outliers actually. So yeah. interesting. Astute. Well, maybe now you have a fan's perspective. I, or, I don't know. Perhaps. Very... It's probably it's my taste, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, another thing that was really cool that you guys just did was uh, you released a cover of Nine Inch Nails' "Hands That Feed," "Hand That Feeds." And um, for one, that's like a really ballsy choice of a song. That's <laughs> pretty honestly terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, for sure. Because for one, I, like I don't think you guys have ever put out a cover, like or a recording of a cover before. Absolutely not. We it's hardly so, do covers. Right. Yeah. So what made you decide one to put out a cover at this time, and two, why that song? Okay, well, we actually do, sorry, there's like, because I'm going to get honest about it, like... Get honest. Uh, yeah, get we do honest. do, co- we do do, 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 do covers live, and uh, we don't usually record them, but right. so we were playing this one live, just, I mean, it's pandemic, so like on some live streams, not like... Right, yeah. Many places, but like, I know that we really enjoyed playing it, Okay. and then we know that the feedback was really positive, mm-hmm. and in the end, like, we just really liked it and then we were told by our team that we should put out a cover okay like, well then we had a list of covers we had a list and this was on the list okay um but it was also something we had played so when we went into the studio we started laying it down and it just seemed like this was this is the this right is the one. one yeah it just fell right yeah there was another though yeah, and it is you pretty might excellent. Never hear. You might but never hear. We think it's I, hope, I hope they do. I want to. I'm sure someone will hear it eventually, and it's okay. pretty awesome. Can we hear? Can we know what it is? No. no? <laughs> Just in case. Something you'd least expect. Yeah, you but really it can't so guess much it. It's nothing like Nine Inch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. It was kind of like we. Uh, you guys are you guys friends with Ferraro? Those guys. Like, yeah. 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 Like I, they put out that that Billie Eilish cover. True. And that was like. I think sometimes when when artists do something that's completely out of what you would expect from them, it kind of comes off really cool. And this certainly did. And um, it's kind of cool to hear. Like the first time I heard it was on the edge. No, but and when the guy on the edge was like, when I heard they were doing this, I wasn't sure. And then it was sure. like, and they killed it. <laughs> that's good yeah. to hear. Yeah, yeah. Were you guys? Did you guys? Was there any like kind of nervousness of like if Trent would? <laughs> Uh, uh, I, hear it or reply even, or something. Even if he was like, this fucking sucks, I'd still be stoked and he, yeah, and to he hear back, I think. Yeah. I think that my heart would break a little bit because I'm a huge fan. Yeah. 
but also I understand, like, especially when it's your own music and you're just like, meh, what is this garbage? I'd be like, okay, fair. Like, uh, that's how I yeah. feel about it. I mean, I don't, I don't think so, but I yeah. was like, wait, was that in your head at all? Like, no, I really, so. I really don't, I don't expect him to hear it. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like he's not I bet on socials. He will. I bet he's you will. like, he's like, like out. He's like, I'm not. What down. Are, like, do you not have to like? Do you have to get like permission from their team or something like that? Technically, you don't, but we did. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't him, even though it was his label. Oh, I'm sure he has like a really? team. Like it was his publisher. 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 Yeah. 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 I'm sure there's like a team of people that work for yeah. Trent Reznor. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Um, one thing that I, I mean, love about Mono Wales, like from, like I said, from the first time I saw you in that um, horseshoe show, um, is that you kind of, you guys very much have a Toronto homegrown kind of alt rock. Uh, you're kind of one of our homegrown alt rock bands now, Ooh. and I, I feel that way, anyways. And then whenever I listen to Andy and the and Edge and the Edge when they play you guys, it's kind of very much how I feel they treat you guys. <laughs> and so I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, does it, what what kind of place in your heart does Toronto hold for you guys, and what does it mean to you guys to be a band from a Toronto band, quote unquote? Jordan, why, why me? <laughs> I just didn't want to go first. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the hometown, man. So yeah. you definitely feel an affinity to it. Like I feel like we took a lot of the DIY mm-hmm. um, Toronto thing that was happening, like. 10 years ago like mm-hmm. when we were first starting to play music mm-hmm. that's really infused into stuff we still sort of do like not necessarily the sound but just kind of how we look at playing shows and mm-hmm. being in a band yeah like comes from the the really like underground indie stuff mm-hmm. which is a culture based around music that was like way less commercially successful than the stuff we're doing now it's like right. really underground stuff with like bands like five fans you know but there's a certain way of being when you're a band like that Mm -hmm. that's really fun and honest and awesome and we try to like carry that forward into what we do now Mm -hmm. Zach? Yeah I don't uh, it's tricky (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. I mean I think like coming up as a Canadian musician there was always like oh I hope I'm not known as a Canadian musician because like for some reason I felt not special about that or something. Like, or like only Canadian. Right. Yeah, but famous. I think I don't know. Like I feel like Canadian music on like the world level is uh, really leveled changed, up in terms of sure. uh, recognition. Yeah, and like well, the I pop think, world. And I think things like Spotify and stuff have made obviously made music more global. But yeah. yeah, for a long time there was like a stuck in. I mean, even a band like Rush or Sloan, like yeah, Sloan, I love like Sloan. So they're one of the greatest awesome. know, rock bands of that yeah. era, and like so cool. Yeah, you ask someone in New York and they haven't never heard of Sloan, you know, and it's it's unfortunate. But I think with things like Spotify and uh, streaming in general, that music has become more global. But um, more so, I mean, like Toronto yeah. very much has a, a music scene. And totally, and like we're so fortunate to be in the biggest city in the country and yeah. participate in that because yeah, we were always like in a scene in a way. Yeah. But also very much outliers in that scene. Okay. Um, and I think awesome. that's shaped us a lot. We never fit in with. I mean, who at certain times we may have thought were like the cool kids. And the trendy band. I don't know. I remember promoters literally saying, like, I fucking love you. Yeah. I just don't know who to put you with. Like, you don't fit in, like, the bill with all these other bands that 
we're getting a lot of attention. But you know, we made up for it by having a community of solid fans, fans so, yeah. and supporters. So so we were really lucky actually too to make an impact being the ugly duckling, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the black sheep. The black yeah. sheep. The uh, I feel like we're still the black sheep in a lot I of ways. I very much feel that but way, we too. we embrace it now mm-hmm. rather than be like, why? I think now we're like, I don't Fuck care. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> like, I well, hope that other people identify with that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, true. I, I think people are seeing us more for who we really are now, too. Like, we're, we're being more honest. Yeah. Hand that feeds being such a left field cover, like for other people, in my head, like it almost feels like an obvious generic choice. Really? Okay. Uh, where, like, but like hearing that perspective too, I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, we we play like really poppy music, and people think of us as a pop band in some ways. Yeah, it's such a head trip sometimes when you think about like the whole experience of being in a band and like the conversations that are had behind the scenes and mm-hmm. the stuff we do musically behind the scenes and then when you try to put yourself in the perspective of a fan who has only heard or just anyone who has only heard what we've put out mm-hmm. which is so little in comparison to like what we've just done and tried and who we are mm-hmm. I think that's where you're coming from yeah like if you want to dig deeper into the, this group of people's musical history You'll find some pretty wild things, I think. <laughs> um, that's not just, like, uh, I don't know. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's pleased to find I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, where is it going with this? Oh, yeah, Toronto. Not fitting in. I don't know. We've always been misfits, I think. That's, like, the culture of this I think that too. just came from your music being unique, too. Because it's not just pop and it's not just totally. alternative or rock it's kind of like there's some songs that have like some heavy rhythms and there's some other songs that have like lots of synth and um, not a lot of bands are that and so maybe that's why too they were telling you I don't know where to put you because there's this group of people yeah. that listen to this and there's this group of people that listen to that right so yeah we're chaos but you can carve your yeah. own way you know that's what we've been doing yeah. and we've always stayed true to that uh and we're having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. And I think Have this next ever... record's speaking a lot to that philosophy, yeah. too. I heard once, once I heard this, like, early, very early recording of, of a Muse song, like, before they were anybody. Yeah. And it, like, didn't, <laughs> didn't even sound like anything. And it's, like, at the time, I was, like, no wonder, like, it took them X mm-hmm. amount of time. It's, like, who was this marketed towards? And it was just, like, yeah. So I guess, like, it's, like you said, like, they, you know, you're probably doing a similar thing, just carving your own path, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, hope, you you it. It. Yeah, I yeah. hope you make it to the size that Muse has. For sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Sally, anything else to... Oh, yeah, Toronto. What's your Toronto? You love Toronto. Do you love Toronto? I do. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan. I love to live here. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great place to become (laughs) a musician. It's a great place to be. No, truly, I'm... I am a big advocate of Toronto, yeah. and I know you guys, these guys laugh at it, but like, no, I love, love this city. I love yeah. living here. I love living in the heart of like downtown. And through pe- the pandemic, it's been hard because I've seen my friends who are like have a huge love of it, mm-hmm. kind of fall out of love, not seeing you know yeah. what it what it always has been. Mm-hmm. And I'm still here, like, no, I promise, it's still there. It's <laughs> it still lives on. Like, yeah. just wait. So I'm still waiting it out with with a lot of hope and love that it's gonna come back to its like glory yeah. of, of what it used to be because it's the it's the best. Yeah, tell me tell me some like what some of your favorite things about this city and what you Ooh. love. About it. 
so much. I just that you can do anything. You can go anywhere, eat anything, see any type of music. You could go to ten shows in one night. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just so vast I and ask, exciting. I ask because like I'm a huge advocate for Toronto and I travel yeah. a lot. I'm very much that guy amongst a bunch of Americans that's like, no, my city is so much cooler than yours. True. And, like, <laughs> and like people don't a lot of people, especially, like, from the States, don't know a lot about Toronto. Yeah. And I'm, like, we have, like, I would say we have, and, like, I'll put it up, I would say we have as good a music scene as New York. Like, you yeah. can go out every single, well, maybe not right now, yeah. but in a regular year, you can go out and see someone notable every night of the week. Yeah. And, yeah, and you can eat, like, I've traveled and I've, like, I've had... Indian food as good as this in Toronto as I am in India right now or like True, Thailand yeah. you know like yeah yeah and same thing like it's just I'm a huge advocate for Toronto so I always like to pick people's brains on what they love about Toronto yeah I mean I think that I'm also that type of person who like I don't also like not that you were but like <laughs> like I don't shit on any other place no, either because no. everywhere has its community and like it's seen and like it's it's I just enjoy that part mm. of living. And no matter where I lived, I think I'd be passionate about where it was and right. try to find those yeah. things. No, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to make Oh, no, I didn't mean to. Mine's more pro-Toronto <laughs> than no, anti-where yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I will say, though, about the Toronto yeah. thing, because I think it's so important to mention, because it's so easy in situations like this to just be like, rah, rah, like, yeah. Toronto's great. Cause sure. it, it is great, but we shouldn't like lose out on the part of the narrative that like a lot of the stuff that makes it great is being like actively threatened and we have to like try to preserve not even preserveness like things can evolve but we Mm -hmm. have to be aware of what makes it good Mm -hmm. and not let it get taken away because like man growing up like what queen street west was versus what it is now breaks my heart like Mm gentrification all over the place just a total like cultural shift lots of venue closures like just brutal stuff is going on so there is a lot of great things about the city but I think that means we need to care about those things and like actively try to protect them because I feel like every time I listen to an interview everyone's like Toronto's great love Toronto and I'm like yeah me too, but like, uh, yeah, right. but we got we have responsibilities. Well, like, you know what I mean? Actually, that I have a question about that. Then actually, um, but actually, similar to what I said to you before we started was about my, this neighborhood. I grew up in this neighborhood, and this neighborhood does not ex- at all resemble where I grew up anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to you said about Queen Street, and I'll come back to this. But it just reminded me. I had a note here that there was a shout out to Queen Street on one of your songs on the new album yeah. the song Rich mm-hmm. which now I'm oh. tying back to something you just said about the gentrification of Queen Street and I'm like is that kind of the theme of I mean like we grew up on like that was like the place to go I yeah. would go there with no money and yeah, no just, plan just it was like around. I'm literally yeah, just gonna go, go there I'm gonna walk down the street I'm yeah. gonna walk back you can and I'm gonna go home yeah. and you'll run into people you know yeah. just being there it was like yeah. It was a spot. There's the Big Bop on the corner where mm-hmm. I was playing, like, Black ran my market. first shows out of the Big Bop. Black <laughs> Market there, where I, I bought all of my clothes, yeah. you know, yeah. in high Black school market. and shit. Yeah. yeah. So. It did close, did it? No, no, no that's okay. still there. But it's just, like, it's changing. Like, the feel of it is not the same. And I don't want to say that as, like, old guy just mm. being, like, back in my day. But it's, like, right. no, it's fucking Chipotle and, you know what I yeah. mean? What? There's a Chipotle, Chipotle right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like the one that broke my heart was like the was the Hard Rock Cafe becoming a shopper's drug. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, we lost a lot of stuff. Like, every time yeah. I see CB2 where yeah, the bop was, I'm like, so you're going to buy your trendy yeah. coffee table for your condo. Wasn't Tattoo Rock there as well? I was there. Right. That was so many. My place ones. in university. Literally True. every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of a lot yeah. of great spots and like there still are spots yeah, like the bovine's still there the velvet's still there for now I hope it's for nice. now yeah I don't know how much you yeah, know, hopefully it hangs on turned into a condo yeah. and I don't think I'd mind so much if like other amazing venues were opening or right. you know what I mean it just seems like we're shifting towards have you guys checked out else. history yet haven't had the chance. Not yet. Okay. I actually went on Wednesday for the nice. first time to see churches. Cool. Oh, yeah. How was that? I heard. Uh, amazing. amazing. Yeah. I, so I'm, I, they've been on this podcast twice. Oh, nice. Cool. But like just out of one time was virtually over the pandemic. The other time was they were playing at Rebel or something. And for some reason, I think I had another gig to go to that night. So I didn't get to, I couldn't get back in time. So I'd never seen churches before. And they're really, really cool live. Yeah, I can imagine. Really yeah. good live. Anyways, the venue is pretty sweet. Um, but anyways, you just. And I guess so I, there are new venues. There are. Yeah, like, I think what I'm referring to actually is small ones. The super so, you know small what I mean? It's like where clubs, do bands yeah. get to develop? Because that, that's now, what hurts yeah. me. Because yeah, there's there's always going to be you know like mod closed and now it's Axis yes. and like yeah, yeah. history. That's cool. There's Rebel. But something you're right. Something for the size of like a hundred people. Yeah. <laughs> or even that. Even yeah. less. Yeah. 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 Um, it's true. It also is different from the perspective of people who like us who grew up in Toronto than people who grew up outside of Toronto and, for sure yeah I think Toronto is always cool if you're coming in out of the suburbs for the first time for coming mm-hmm. from like small town Ontario and you're like wow also what I don't realize is for a lot of like because again I grew up right here for a lot of people it's overwhelming coming mm-hmm. into Toronto and they're like oh my gosh look at all these people and all these buildings and stuff and that that was something that I guess I learned as an adult when I was a kid I didn't realize and like yeah now it's like whoa okay I didn't realize that's this is a lot for some people to it's like overstimulating mm-hmm. but yeah cool uh, what are some of your guys favorite venues to play in? play I'm trying to remember when playing <laughs> in play? venues was yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah. What it was like have you guys have you guys done any shows since We've done a few. Music's kind of reopened. Yeah. I mean, I always like playing at the Horseshoe. Yeah. Just because the the energy of the crowd and feels very, like, like homey there. Since if I'm not playing there, I'm there checking out other bands. So I enjoy that. But you guys? I'm trying to think. Yeah, the Horseshoe's always been good. I actually loved (laughs) playing Bovine that one time. Oh, Bovine is great, too. Bovine's good, yeah. It's good. It's a very good place to be. And that's where you go after the horseshoe. Uh, and then after that, you go to the Cameron. So oh, yeah, Cameron House. There's a yeah. whole lineup of yeah. what to do that that's night. That's the routine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Rivoli, maybe. Yeah. But, Zach, yeah, what's your favorite song? Uh, I had a lot of fun playing shows at the Silver Dollar, actually. Okay. Yeah. That is a, yeah. Just a throwback. Rest in peace, yeah. Got the sign up, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Gravestone or. Yeah, but outside of Toronto, like, where's that? Mills Hardware? In uh, Hamilton? In Hamilton. Hamilton. Hamilton's got a good scene now, too. I like it there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they've they've, they've come a long way (laughs) in Hamilton. Where is that? That's. Like downtown Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's near our burrito boys. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then my last shout out will be to live on Elgin in Ottawa. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, we've had some good times there. Yeah. 
and it's, it's also great for like smaller bands too. Any um, what are some of your dream spots to play? Ooh, Red Rock. Uh, yeah, it's like one of my like <laughs> you even just know? to go to a show there. Like to, yeah. What's Red Rock? Red Colorado. It's like this outdoor venue, like yeah. in the middle of. Google image it. Oh, is it? It's like giant rocks. Of, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's that place called near Las Vegas? Anyways, <laughs> the Grand <laughs> Canyon. Oh, Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah, you're it's literally like sitting. I don't need to explain it. You guys know what that is. Yeah. That that would be a dream. <laughs> you guys have any dream venues? Um. No. <laughs> I, see, I would like to play Massey Hall, but just not with this band. Oh, burn. Oh. <laughs> Continue. We're not a Massey Hall band. Okay. I've seen some really like, rock and roll bands yeah. there, though. What, Led Zeppelin or something? I saw the Smashing Pumpkins saw Opeth. there. Once. Oh, really? Yeah. Opeth yeah. there. I can it, see Opeth. I saw um, Alice in Chains there once, and Jane's Addiction there once. True. Gonna see Courtney Barnett there. Mm. Courtney Barnett would be great to see there. But, like, I don't think, I don't see us as any of those bands. Like, I want to see, I only want to play standing room venues with this band. Okay. That's gotcha. what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. I'm okay with playing massive stadiums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sit all day. Oh, you're saying like proper theaters that literally don't even have a standing no, for sure. You don't want to know what your dreams I've are. seen wicked okay. shows like Or that. festivals, straight up, festivals, I don't care. Yeah. Like Ooh. an open stage. It doesn't matter, yeah. like anywhere in the world, but right. a festival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. I think you just want to play shows with people at them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you right. like it's the main fans. thing. One of those European ones that Sounds kind of like has a title you can't even pronounce. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I take it. Sporzenborg <laughs> Festival. <laughs> Reaperbahn. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. That would be that would be a good dream. I would like to play one of those. I don't know what I'd yeah. play, but well, come along. <laughs> there you go. You, know, you guys already have a drummer, so it's nice. Uh, <laughs> fight to well, the maybe, death. Fight maybe, to the death. Maybe when he's playing Massey Hall with his other band, I'll yeah, go play with you guys. True, true. Red Red Rocks. Red Rocks. Nice. Um, one thing I did find interesting when I was reading about the band's history, and I, you know, I mean, one of the biggest rules of interviewing is you never ask about names, but nice. one of your original, your original name was Ginger Ale and the Mono Whales. Ah. Why did you guys lose the Ginger Ale? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have to ask? Why did we keep it for so long? <laughs> we have nothing good to say about the band name. Yeah. No. We, every band needs a name. We all know the struggle. This one's Here always. we are. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. what was the significance of ginger ale? Was someone just like loved ginger ale, or? <laughs> yeah, I quite enjoyed it actually. Yeah, there you it's go. Delicious. Okay. It is yeah. good. Was, was Sal- Sally? Were you ginger ale? <laughs> I have been called ginger ale, but only by people who don't know me. Okay. So nobody. Nobody close to me would call me that. I wanted to be in a something in the somethings band. Something in the somethings. I remember that yeah. was like it, I always liked Dickie Hart and the Pacemakers was like uh, okay Queen's like side band. Okay, like when they wanted to fuck around. Right. I think I think it was Dickie Hart and the Pacemakers, but um. And this was that, Jordan's side. That band. just came, it was my side band. Basically, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we stole them from two and then, other Yeah, now it's bands. main band. When I was in college, I was in a band called Krista and the Sexy Bitches. Oh. It was great because you could start, she would start by being like, I'm Krista and these are my sexy bitches. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, one of your first singles, um, you guys produced with one of the guys from Mastercraft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how, tell Al-P. me how that came about. Sorry, which guy, which member was it? It's Al P. Is that, is, is that the guy that's in Death From Above? No, the other, other guy. guy. Okay. Yeah, we got so, the other guy. Okay, so what, how did you guys meet? How did that come about? Email? Uh, yeah, I emailed. You guys reached <laughs> out? Or manager. Yeah, I And they said, uh, what did they say? It was really funny. It was really dry. It was like, <laughs> send us the demo. All right. Like, <laughs> do you, yeah, yeah. Al likes it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so like cryptic or something. Yeah. He's very much like that. Yeah. That says it all yeah. in the entire experience. Just like the one word. Like, you don't like wear sunglasses in the rehearsal space. Yeah, he's, he's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> showed up like smoking cigarettes he's like no one fucking smokes cigarettes anymore like people are <laughs> like, still living a rock star life we, yeah, yeah we're just like this guy is so cool uh, <laughs> he's pretty cool I think Water. he's cool yeah. Yeah. it's more that it's more that we we were like okay we're really uncool right why are you guys someone? cooler yeah, yeah. <laughs> meet someone who's rock and roll cool you're kind of like wow like, don't have it yeah, <laughs> yeah we just wanted him because we are big DFA fans. Right. I'm and a big Mastercraft. Mastercraft. Yeah. I like Mastercraft. Yeah. I like Mastercraft, yeah, too. But he, the he conversation the was, DFA you're a woman on a machine is sick. Right. We want that guy. And yeah. that was Al. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a really good time, too. Yeah. Mastercraft yeah. is cool. I wonder why they just, they just never done anything. No, they're 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 stuff. Stuff. They still doing yeah. stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. when they like blew up. and Yeah, it was Justice era. Justice, yeah. I think I went to a... I went to a Dead Mouse show. Sick. And Mastercraft was like opening. I think and they're I was, on like, his just label now. I was excited to play Mastercraft because also he played. They played this like it was it was something somewhere stupid like the Rogers Center or something because it was Dead Mouse when he was like at his peak. And Mastercraft had like this small stage like in the middle of the crowd. Oh, that's true. Like, this is way cooler than. <laughs> I want to do that. For yeah. Sick. That's yeah. Dope. It was just like this stage in the middle of this giant sea of people. Yeah. Maybe that's their way of being like. Ten was like, I don't have room for you on the stage. Like yeah, it's right. gone from like you have this corner as an opener to no room. You go into the crowd. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think like, it was actually like. It's that. a weird thing going to a live like because I'm I'm not really like an EDM person or whatever. But I, I went to that and uh, I remember someone saying to me. I was watching. I was traveling one time. This guy said we were watching like the. I was in Peru and we were watching the Grammys in Spanish. Nice. And, uh, Dead Mouse was playing with the Foo Fighters, and this guy I was with, he's like, "There's something really wrong with this picture because the Foo Fighters are like super sweaty and like jamming out, and like Dead Mouse is just standing there, like, yeah." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> different I worlds, know. man. Yeah, different worlds, completely different worlds. I'm down for whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dead Mouse remix. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah! We'll have. He's from Niagara Falls. 
So oh, I didn't know that. Reach out. We've been trying to get Master Draft to remix our shit. Yeah? And they're just like, no. Uh, LP, remember us? <laughs> no, he was down. No, we still have LP's down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I text LP. I'm like, yo, what's up? <laughs> yeah, it's like, sup. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how it is. One word answers. I used cool. to have this, not a boss, but I used to work in advertising and I had a client. I worked for Mercedes Benz and my client was the same thing. Just used to always give me one, like, give me nothing. I was like, you have any emotion at all? And I remember one of my colleagues quit and she got this like super long, like thoughtful email from her client being like, we're going to miss you so much. And like, thank you so much. And I'm like, if I did that, I'm going to get this message from my client being like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I respect that too. Yeah. That's that's like, of... <laughs> okay. All right. Well, okay. nice to stay on brand at all times. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Um, CM, the single Really Want to Let You Down hit number two mm-hmm. on the alternative charts here in Canada. And I think that's the highest any independent band, Canadian band, has ever done, is what I read somewhere. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. When you guys heard that, I was like, mind blown. Like, we thought it was cool. It was something that like our team was like super stoked on. Yeah. And yeah, it's like I mean, nothing it's to nice. shake a stick at. What? You wouldn't shake a stick at that. What do you mean? That's the thing people say. Well, is uh, it? A well, hundred years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> but that's know. like you guys have a first ever, and that's like we have many cool. first evers. Oh yeah, yeah. and we will continue. Really? To. What are some, yeah. other, what are some other first evers? First ever good band. <laughs> What's that? No, no one laughed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good band ever before? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, very bad joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, lots of firsts. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get into it. Sorry. That's, a, That's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> first evers? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll get into it. Uh, Rapid fire. Your first ever burger. Oh. Okay. Don't remember. So I, I'm conducting this interview. Have you guys? I don't know if this is my first ever, but in this neighborhood, if you guys are feeling like a burger, there is like a legendary Toronto burger spot, and it's just up the street. What's it called? Burger Shack. Oh, on Eglinton, right? B Shack for short. I heard they have good onion rings. They also have very good onion rings. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Eglinton Avenue Road. So sweet. Shout out to Burger Shack. (laughs) We were thinking of getting. Is that the one near? It's like the Arboreal. And W. Yes. Oh yeah. If you're going, don't go to Harvey's or and W. Sorry. It's like a really old timey burger. Yeah, just place. Like, yeah, 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 I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, there? Yeah. I have been there. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It's like yeah. a greasy spoonish yeah, burger. If you're yeah. here and getting a burger. Like, Tell me what are the chances that I have anything that I could eat. There. I don't think they have. Maybe they have veggie burgers. It's yeah, 2021. Yeah, 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 come on. It's 2021. It depends how old and greasy it is. You walk in and they're like, what? I should say they are super old school. It's like a cash only joint. Like even pandemic cash only only joint like there's an ATM at the yeah. front if you <laughs> sweet have you been to Square Boy? Oh I, I have passed it a thousand times but I've never actually been well, what's your problem? It even the smell of it it's like that sub place that I hate too Belly Busters just the oh, smell yeah. of it is so bad oh, like I've ever and then you walk in and I'm like I'm still not interested you don't eat mm. anything that they serve I, even the fries it's on the east end right? it is yeah, yeah the big square on the yeah. corner yeah yeah I've passed it like a thousand times and never been because it's just always been at a bad time I wouldn't stop for it but if you're right. in the area if you're in the right okay I feel like any of these places are just good because, like, they're your spot from, 
Like, yeah, the nostalgia, hey, the nostalgia like, factor makes it. I grew up in like Richmond. Hill, we had one. Stayed open since like the seventies. Is you know, it's like oh, yeah. the only, only place. Around. Yeah, same old Greek dude. Yeah, <laughs> looks like yeah. a zombie. For fifty years, his grandchildren. French fry. Oh yeah. Have you ever been to Dutch Dreams? No. Oh, uh, St. Clair. Sounds and like a weed store. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's an ice cream joint. Mm. And it's at the corner of, it's like St. Clair and Bathurst. And it's a good thing they moved because now they're like not very pandemic friendly. Their old spot wouldn't have been because you literally had to like cram in mm. shoulder to shoulder with people. And it's like you couldn't actually see what the options were <laughs> when you ordered. Nice. <laughs> That's how yeah. you get them. Yeah. <laughs> so you just have to yeah. go for it. But, uh, yeah, another good spot. Sweet. Sorry, yes. I like you were making a terrible joke, and I moved what? the whole interview to be about oh, burgers. Oh no, whatever. About who? About burgers. About oh, burgers. I don't see oh. that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Everyone loves burgers. Yeah. Sweet. Sally, are you vegetarian? I am vegan. Vegan. Okay. Yes. At least now there is a lot more options. For oh, it. I'm good. A lot more options. If you, I am good. If you were a vegan 20 years ago, like you just. You would have know. to eat vegetables, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so many options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one. Okay, another thing that I, I pointed out. So, uh, that I found very interesting is some of your songs from the Control Freak EP were featured in a Netflix series called Spinning Out. Mm-hmm. And you guys even got to do a cameo. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about that experience. It yeah. was a weird one. No, yeah. it was great. It was, it was amazing. Fun. The only weird part about it that people don't realize is like when you're doing something like that is because they have to get the um, dialogue from mm-hmm. the actors, that scene is like we're not actually playing <laughs> like and and the crowd is fake dancing. Okay, yeah, and the like, room is actually quiet, silent. Yeah, even though I'm like lip singing. Yeah, and, yeah. And because and then there's someone like there's people like on camera doing dialogue. So once you see it after, you're like true because doing it was hilarious. Right. Yeah. So you guys can't actually play because they're doing dialogue. Like we, c- I mean, for Jordan, it was the hardest. I was having a hard time fake yeah, drumming. Air drumming. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, I... Was it a real... I was just, like, was fake... It, it was my kit, so I was, like, trying to fake hit the drums, and every once in a while, I would actually hit a drum, and then everyone would, like, give me a dirty look and be mad about it, because I <laughs> fucked up their dialogue. Right. And but then, um... You, yeah, you gotta, like, have yeah. a... I remember there were lights behind me that were, like, a thousand million <laughs> degrees. Yeah. It was, like, so sweaty. Yeah. And then I remember there was a guy with a huge tray of beef patties just walking around. Amazing. That was delicious. Yeah. Like Jamaican beef patties? He had, yeah, so he had this big tray. I'll never forget this. I don't know why it left such an impression. (laughs) But he had a big tray of beef patties, and then he had made a necklace of saran wrap that he had tied around a fucking uh, paper towel roll that was, like, on his gut. Okay. So you would grab a beef patty and then, like, rip paper towel off off of his gut. (laughs) And I was like, this is amazing. This guy's, like, so good at his job. Like, everything I need is right here. Yeah. Nice. This is the best. We just stand there. He has a big smile. Super nice guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's great. But it was a great experience to have, and I hope we get to do more stuff like that. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, you guys think you have a second career in on the screen? In in miming being a band? In this band? Yeah. That's pretty interesting. 
Because yeah. also, you guys, I guess you still have to be in sync. <laughs> well, we performed. Like, I was. You just performed? I had it in we my had ears. The song. Yeah. So we gotcha, like, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you guys were still all on the same time. But I don't think those scenes, like, they weren't syncing the music to. They did, though. Like, ones where they showed you specifically, they did. Yeah. But then where we were just background, they were definitely right. not being yeah. that specific. Right. Where you got, was it like an 18 hour day for like a two minutes? No, it was actually super <laughs> chill. Okay. It was a long day though. Like, long as we were done at like 7 30 or something though. Mm, we started early. We There's a lot of just hanging around yeah. doing yeah. nothing. I've heard that's what the film industry is like. There's a catering. Yeah, lots of food. Yeah, yeah. They treat you very well. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a great industry to be in, honestly. Yeah, yeah they're very well fed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you're on a good set, that is. Yeah. 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 It, that's true. If you're on an indie sure. film, you're on oh, one of our music video shoots. You're gonna have sure. some Timbits and a yeah, song. that's it. That's it. I remember I produced a short video. My buddy was a director, and he's like, "The morale on this set will 100% depend on what food you get." <laughs> he's like, "Don't give them pizza and Timbits." Like, <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is true though. Just because I think the actors are always like, "Oh, great, pizza again," you know. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's why you get them McDonald's. Well, I had—I remember I had a friend. She was Greek, or I'm sure she still is Greek. But yeah. <laughs> her mom like was a cook, and I was like, "Do you want to cater this set?" And um, we have budget for it. So, and then, was, and then people loved it. So it was, yeah, like, homemade. Yeah, we did that a bunch. For I made a bunch of sandwiches. <laughs> okay. And be handing out sandwiches to the whole crew. Why did you make sandwiches to the? the <laughs> I wish you did. <laughs> You're thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, are you are you like is that your thing? You make I'm a sandwich artist. I went sandwich to subway school. Okay. Yeah. Artisan. Artisan. Sandwich artisan. Artisandwich. Artichoke. You hate on Harvey's, but he was a Harvey's employee. Ooh, was that your first job? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, five years. I mean, Harvey's, I mean, they make your hamburger a beautiful, beautiful thing, thing right? yeah. <laughs> They're the most, yeah. I guess, customizable of the... Um, traditionally, yeah, yeah. They're open-minded for individuality. Okay. They're not a cookie-cutter <laughs> right. company. I always found it disconcerting how they scooped the condiments out of those big black the bowls. Big, right. They're not black Silver. bowls. Are they not black? What are they? Silver? Stainless steel. Oh. But they have black spoons. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe spoons are <laughs> he black. He knows. <laughs> yeah, I found that strange. No, they so essentially smear it on the Schmear it. bun. Schmear. Schmear. It's Schmear. good. Cream cheese. Okay. Um, <laughs> bagel and schmear. Schmear. <laughs> It's a fun word to say. Shmir. It is really funny. Yeah. You should try that's, it. That's why I chose the same. I said it. No, no, I don't think so. Did you guys have, <laughs> did you pre, pre mono whales? did you guys have any other good jobs? I worked or? at a fish and chips restaurant. Okay. That, that was, was actually cool. during mono whales. <laughs> I think it was also right, before. Yeah. No, true. I remember was, when you got that job. fish and chips? Really? Yeah. Can I what? Were they good fish and chips? I, I find think like they were actually quite good. Okay, because fish yeah. and chips is something like like I'm picky about fish and chips. I gotta say, this place was good. These, are they still open? They are <laughs> a different. They're a different name, so I don't know if it's even really the same, same place or what it is. But it's the kind of place where people would only work there for like two months and then quit because it was like a terrible place to work. Right. So. It was good sometimes and terrible other times. It was delicious when I was cooking it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. There used to be a fish and chips place up here. They closed. Or it was, sorry, it was a fish store. Like, you could go in and buy fresh fish and stuff. But they also made fish and chips in for, like, nice. takeout. Mm. And they were delicious, but they were so poorly operated 
that they didn't last. For one, they closed on Saturdays. It's like the worst day they closed. <laughs> they closed on Monday. But yeah, they closed on Saturdays, and then I remember it just like, the operations one day one time I went in and a kid threw up on the floor and I was in there for like 25 minutes and no one cleaned it up and I was like you're not gonna get customers (laughs) anyways needless to say they're not around anymore true enough (laughs) sweet yeah Yeah, what about you Sally any fun jobs I've had a thousand million jobs jobs. what's like the most unique job you ever had what was the first job you ever had oof I feel like I'm not even gonna remember correctly like, probably, like, babysitting, but past okay, that, nice. I did work in, like, a, a beauty store mm-hmm. for a while, but I was also having multiple jobs. I swear I was working there, also at a jewelry kiosk at the mall, as well as this, like, the place where you can put stuff on a mug. Okay. Like a ki- custom, one of, yeah. Yeah, like, a, I think, like, once the kiosks learned who I was... I just kept getting hired at, like, mm. the other kiosks. Okay. Was this, like, so, one, like, in the Eaton Center where they're, like, in the middle of the mall? It's, like, like, one of those types yeah, of things. Not, isn't that, like, really lonely working at those? Because you don't have anyone else to work with. I loved it. Okay. Because then your friends could just kind of hang at the uh, other side of the kiosk all trouble. day. Yeah. yeah, here, you want to see this jewelry? So that was fun. I know a lot. Of, like, I know a lot of weird facts about, like, yeah, jewelry or, okay. or like, hair extensions okay. or, like, things like that. I have a lot of weird facts in my brain just from, like, just from up learning were, yeah. all the weird different jobs. I was Ariel for a while. Okay. Like, like at kids' parties. Oh, yeah. So did you just have red hair for a while? I did, and then I kind of was like, I'm going to go with this. And it worked out, and I had that job for a while. I feel like I've had almost every job. Is that a highly requested thing? We need Ariel at this birthday party? Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the princesses. It's like a full-blown business these days. Especially mermaids. Really? It's a huge business. Yeah. The mermaid business. It's huge. Like I said. Get it on the ground floor. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, How do you be a mermaid? Like, mermaid don't have feet. Well, it depends what kind of mermaid you're going to be. Because you get carried. I know a lot about this fact, too. But because I wanted to, like, get into being a professional mermaid for a while. Okay. No, yeah, but in Toronto, it's, like, very niche. Like, if you're somewhere with a lot of ocean and Is there someone just monopolizing the mermaid business? Oh, for sure. It's a huge business. And also, mermaid tails are expensive. That's a huge business. Do you, like, Um, like, damn it, Beth, you were taking all the mermaid customers? I I swear if I got in on it when I was wanted to, that was, like, the time. Because now it's just, like, so many mermaids. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many, Toronto. but it's a, it seems like people love their job that do that job. Okay, so well, I guess yeah. it's fun. Like, yeah, yeah. But, with the, but that was a real, <laughs> that was real mermaids. That was a fake mermaid, like for, at the kids' parties. So wait, what? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a real mermaid where you're like you're swimming in the water at parties and you have a tail and like oh, they're like yeah. legit in water. That's a legit job. But what I was doing was more like I had the aerial costume, but I was using my feet. You see. <laughs> And then the kids would a ask. Land yeah, the kids would be like, "Why do you have feet and fins?" Because like the costume would have fins. Right. And I'd be like, "Magic." And they'd be like, "Oh, right." So oh, kids are a, so stupid. For a legit, for a legit mermaid, do I guess they have to go to the mermaid? <laughs> because uh, they're no, in no, the no, water. No. It, again, in the warm climates, you can have the mermaids brought to your parties. And they bring side. like a tank. 
No, like you have a pool. And ta- yes, tanks, everything. If like, you can afford to hire a professional mermaid. real mermaid, yeah. you definitely have a pool in your yeah. backyard. There you go. Yeah, there's I ways. bet this is not what you expected to talk about. <laughs> like I said, if you want to get into all the weird jobs, oh, I love it. there's a I list. Love it. The, one so. of the coolest... Uh, I think it was Ron, uh, the, Ron Hawkins, I think his name's from Lowest of the Low. He told me he used to shovel rats out of a factory. <laughs> that was his job before he was in Lowest of the Low. True. <laughs> or one of his jobs. That is such a punk job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, cool. <laughs> that's <amazing>. <laughs> <laughs> a rat shoveler. Did you write a song that's so about good. that? That's pretty yeah. cool. Like, I think you guys need a mermaid song now. I have one. Remember yeah. I wrote Siren Song? Oh, oh. I wrote Siren Song. Oh, what? Boy. Are you also a mermaid? Yes. <laughs> mermaid. Mermaid. Yeah. Could just cool. call me Merm. Um, yeah, yeah. Merm you didn't like it. What? Yeah, Siren Song. Uh-oh. It's okay, we'll talk about it after. Is it, this is a Fight Siren it. Song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a siren, son. I am a sinner. We wrote a wicked bridge for that. Uh, I don't remember. Jordan writes the best bridges, just okay. so you know. Ah, the bridge, bridge guy. Yeah. They call me the architect. The bridge guy. <laughs> they don't call me what, what, if, what, what, makes, what element makes a good bridge? Um, it being very different from the chorus. Okay, yeah. So that when the chorus comes back, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. So like a lead back in. Yeah, and usually it should be like an overture-ish vibe, so that it has lyrics that kind of talk about what the whole song was talking about, but in a very mm-hmm. short way. Okay, also so. heartfelt. He's very good at heartfelt mm-hmm. melodies and lyrics combined <laughs> okay. in bridges. So of monorail songs, like tell me what's one of your favorite bridges. Um, favorite. I liked. I did the bridge in All or Nothing, All or nothing and I liked that very one. Good. Um. With the, the old bridge. Bridge. with the old is pretty good, yeah. Mm-hmm. What other bridges? There? I was just listening to Lots of them. stuff the other day. I swear, because I was listening to old songs, and then bridges would come up, and I'd be like, oh, Jordan, like, this <laughs> the heart, like, Did so good. A, was there a bridge in Two Hearts? No, not really. Yeah. I remember we wrote the bridge, you and I wrote the bridge to take it back in, like, five minutes. Oh, yeah, on your parents' couch. We, like, we were, like, diarrhea. working on it, we, like, went up. You what? After I had diarrhea. Oh, true. <laughs> if the juice is full. Remember we got Chipotle that day and it fell right out of the bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds like so diarrhea. juicy, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were, like, we need a bridge, and we walked upstairs, and we were, like, should it be this? Yep, okay, we're going to go down, back downstairs, show yeah. salad. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Bridges are fun to write. Very yeah. cool. It's like all the cheesiness that I love, if it's allowed to be a whole song, it's not a good song. But if it's just confined to the bridge, it's a pretty good bridge. Sorry, go. You know what I mean? That's how you look at it, I guess. You don't think? Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Brings up a good point. I I have a question about Out with the Old. Was that a song that you guys had written quite a while ago but didn't record till much later? It's actually something we recorded a long time ago and didn't release. Didn't release. Later. Okay, yeah. so the reason I ask is that sh- there's when I was at that horseshoe show, there was one song of yours in specific, and I was like, "This song is wicked." And then I went and looked you guys up later, and I couldn't find it. it probably was out with the old. I think it was out, and then when out with the old, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Dude, we had written that like a year before that show. Yeah. So or no, not a year. Like, a year. Six would you play yeah. it live? Yeah. We always yep. do. Yeah, yeah. so I think that was it because I couldn't find it later, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, yeah. I, we had just recorded it. We had yeah. recorded okay. it like a month and a half the, before. Because I was like, was this the song? It would have been like twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. This is a yeah. thing we do. We play all our new songs 
on our at live, and then like people want to hear that. I'm like, well, one day. Uh, yeah, I so don't I know when. Because I, I was like, what is this? And then I was looking at it, and I was like, I was like, is this the one? I was like, I don't think yeah, this it's is. It's actually it. a and scheme then... to make people listen to our whole catalog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yes. only way. But then at the end, I'm like, I didn't find it. And then like it, a year later, it came out, and I was like, wait a minute, I think this is the song. The one. There it is. Okay. All right. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> lived up to the hype. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was like maybe one of the first songs you guys played live too. Yeah, we opened their. It's a good opener. Yeah, 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 it's a good opener. It's a fast one. Yeah. Do you have a, a formula for building a set? Been changing it a lot. We just had to fight. Yeah, the formula debate. is fight Going to the death, and then yeah. compromise with something no one likes. Okay. That's sure. Nice. We like to have an even pacing. Right. We want to make sure we could breathe. Yeah, yeah, that's a big part of it is like putting five slam songs okay. back to back is like, I'm going to die. So right. maybe we need to put something in between that's a little bit chiller, but none of our songs are chill, so it makes right. it hard. Yeah. I think like there's a, there has to be a proper formula to when a chill song comes in, though. A hundred percent. Sometimes, like I've been to shows where I'm like, "Why are you playing this now?" Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like I just came off a in, huge yeah. buzz from you know you played this huge hit and now like you just killed my vibe. Like you yeah. gotta work down. <laughs> but it's a hard one. Yeah, or set formation is always like it's always interesting to pick people's brains because if it's like someone who's like frontman is clearly the I don't know it's like his band or whatever and then it's like oh yeah he just chooses the set sure. <laughs> right no, <I> guess. <laughs> we're pretty much have all our hands and everything yeah. most of the time there was I met one of Prince's musicians once yeah. and she was like yeah Prince just calls it on the fly and it's like and it's like cool. isn't that insanely nerve-wracking like, no, that's amazing like, that's yeah, just, so exciting yeah but I'm like what if you forget how to what if you like how does the middle of that song go again like, you don't forget <laughs> I mean if you're forgetting the songs you got bigger problems yeah but Prince also has like a discography of yeah. like 50 albums yeah, so like yeah <laughs> well they probably have like a set list of 50 songs or who knows I saw Prince that, live yeah. once and it just like it just kept going like nice. <laughs> it was like six encores and like just I guess if you could just be like alright another one and yeah. another one yeah that's crazy yeah you have to be an insanely confident musician I guess to be in Princess I think you have to like yeah be able to have a lot of stamina too yeah three yeah. hour sets and shit that's yeah. like intense. I think it's also technical you have to have a lot of technical things in place mm-hmm. to be able to do that like I don't know is every he's probably has like a live band for every aspect of his music mm-hmm in yeah. terms of not yeah the being light show and stuff because isn't it most of it done to whatever song you're playing yeah, uh, yeah so they have it on a set list yeah. I won't get into it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah anyways uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were almost we're almost hitting an hour anyways so just to, before we wrap up um, is there anything else you guys would like to say about the upcoming singles or, or album anything that you would like people to know about it or we really like this and we really hope you do too <laughs> Jordan it's pretty good you summed it up I it up yeah agree okay yeah oh that's all okay <laughs> God, don't. I too agree but also um yeah I'm, I've never been more excited about music that we're going to put out so it feels really honest and personal and real and connected to all of us in a lot of different ways and I hope that it connects to you as well excellent I love it thank you guys so much thank and you next album I expect to be mermaid themed <laughs> I'm down <laughs> 
a full remade album. Do a side yeah. side project. You'll have to find us on socials. There you go. And see what happened. All right. What happened? What happens? Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.